The podcast you are about to listen to contains at least one of the following. Strong language, disturbing topics, abusive opinions, generally things that aren't appropriate for little kids or overly sensitive people. So if any of that stuff's going to get your nose out of joint, this is your chance to turn it off. Welcome to I Had to Say It, the podcast where I not only say the things I need to say, but the things I think you need to hear. And your feelings, they're not a factor. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of I Had to Say It. We're going to start out as we do these days. Josh, Jake, B-Word, Iceman, Jason, Miss Aaron, Mike, Tabby, Javier, McShane, Fitz, and El Jefe. Thank you guys for the support, and I want to give a very special shout out to Grim and El Devlin, you guys. Uh, thanks for supporting the show. Thanks for being my buds. Thanks for playing video games with me. Thanks for being awesome. Uh, yeah, if you want to be included on this list, you know what to do. I've already said the things enough times. If this is your first time here, uh, you picked an interesting episode to come into because I'm making a lot of weird out-of-the-norm changes. But change is good. Change is growth. Change is development. Change is a necessary thing. Change is something we are overly concerned with in a lot of ways, and that is going to be one of the things we're going to talk about today. Because the thing about change is change simply for change's sake is not growth. It's not development. It's just fucking with the formula when it's not really necessary. And that seems to be what a lot of different groups and organizations are pushing, whether you're looking at governmental agencies or just like grassroots individual movements where they're saying, oh, well, we need to change this and we need to change that. No, you really don't because it's not... Any kind of change that requires movement or any kind of growth or development, it's change simply for the sake of saying, well, we don't like that because that's the old way, and that's fucking dumb. Sometimes the old ways work, and it is what it is. And sometimes you make changes in a way that actually repeats the mistakes that have already failed in the past. Which brings me to the first real thing I want to talk about at this point. Um, okay, so this is a more regionalized local thing, but doesn't impact pretty much everybody in the United States, and any global listeners could probably appreciate from more direct experience why this is kind of a bad idea in a lot of places. But, uh, not necessarily all of them, but I digress. The first thing I want to talk about with a little more depth is Brandon Johnson. And for those of you not familiar with uh, Brandon, he is the, uh, let's see, how do I put this nicely? I'm not, fuck it, I'm not putting it nicely. He is a uh, race-baiting communist asshole who they, in all their wisdom, chose to replace Beetlejuice as the mayor of Chicago. Now, this guy has done just thing after thing that resoundingly reeks of bad ideas. He refuses to hold anyone accountable for any kind of criminal activities other than the police. He likes to blame everything except for the people doing the violent, horrible shit, and it's showing. It's very much impacting in how Chicago has uh, been processing this past year. Well, here's the thing about that. A lot of the issues that are coming up in Chicago have caused most of the major businesses and big box stores to leave because, contrary to what this asshole thinks, businesses are actually in existence to run a profit, not to provide free shit to the communities. So uh, Walmart, Target, Whole Foods have all closed up shop in several neighborhoods in Chicago because they were taking massive fucking losses because the city refuses to enforce any kind of laws. Retail theft was through the roof. People were just coming in and helping themselves to shit. And the businesses said, no, we're done. Now, the fact that 
this is kind of a echo of what was happening in California writ large at this point. Like California is a really good canary in the coal mine for the death of economies in cities where you allow criminals to have free reign. But this fucking idiot, in his wisdom, decided, I think we need city-funded and operated grocery stores in all these locations where the actual businesses that were there pulled up stakes. And, yeah, I know you may be saying, well, Aaron, that's a Chicago problem, and yada, yada, yada. How's that affect me? How's that impact my life? Well, here's how it's going to impact you. This asshole is trying to get federal funding for these grocery stores. Now, for the younger members of the audience, you may not understand this, but for people closer to my age and older, back when we were kids, there used to be a lot of jokes about another place that had government-run grocery stores and things like that. It was the Soviet Union, where you would stand in line for hours not knowing if there were even groceries inside the fucking store. And uh, to further capitalize on the similarity of this process, um, the wealthy elites went to separate stores where the things were well-stocked and they got the things they wanted. And a lot of stuff that the wealthy elites in the Soviet Union were getting were on par with what your average American household was getting back in the like 80s, 90s, into the early 2000s, or well, late 90s when the Soviet Union collapsed because communism doesn't fucking work. But, yeah, so this idiot wants to bring city-managed and funded grocery stores into the food deserts that were created by Walmart and Whole Foods and Target pulling up stakes and shutting down all these stores. Now, the first problem I have with that is, again, this is not changing a forward motion or a growth or a positive beneficial thing. This is not learning from the mistakes of your predecessors by wanting to repeat some communistic bullshit compounded by tr thinking you're going to open these stores in shit neighborhoods where they closed down because of the general demeanor and attitude of the populations of those areas and the permissiveness and lack of discipline and lack of policing in the area. And you think because it's state-run that all of a sudden it's not going to be a massive fucking money sink? And the problem with this asshole is he literally just does not fucking care. He doesn't see that as a problem of taking money from people who have it when, frankly, these days, most of us don't have it. But he figures if you have a little bit, you have too much, and you need to be giving it up to give to fucking people who don't earn it. And the guy's just a fucking idiot. I can't, I can't stand him. Every time I see him on television trying to flap his gums and make himself seem smarter than he actually fucking is, I don't know how he got elected. The guy is a fucking idiot. He's out here running his mouth about shit that failed in other countries, but somehow it's going to work in Chicago under his leadership because criminals aren't criminals. They're just misunderstood and lashing out because of systemic inequity over the generations. Now, you simple motherfucker, when you allow little teenage assholes to get away with doing whatever the fuck they want, they will do whatever the fuck they want. They will go out and act as violent and ignorant as you allow them to do. That's kind of how it works. But the guy's a fucking, you know, card-carrying commie, basically, and he's a fucking idiot. He's, he's an educated idiot. He's not by no means dumb, but he's still a fucking idiot. And that is a completely... It's, it's way too common these days where you get all these morons who have, oh, well, I have this degree and I have that degree, but you've got the common sense of a bag of ten-penny fucking nails because you want to do things that work in theory but don't actually work in application, and then you think the problem is the other people that are not applying it properly. No, the problem is you don't understand basic human nature and you got the common sense of a fucking doorknob. And to double down on my ranting about Chicago, because really this is kind of stuck in my craw this week, 
I was looking at some other stuff, and again, this directly, or at least has the potential to directly impact my life, because with the uh, effective termination of cash bail in, in Chicago, I'm getting updates because I follow a couple local news sites of regular crimes. Crime is surprising nobody jumped in the last couple of days where there are groups of men that are out running around committing waves of crime, like literal crime waves of multiple robberies, multiple burglaries, strong arm robberies, armed robberies. Over the course of the weekend so far, we've had something like 18 or 19 individual robberies in the span of a couple hours. And the popular theory right now is it's the same fucking guys doing the whole thing. We've had arsonists who have been arrested and let out on cash or with and let out because no bail. We have a guy who was under suspicion of multiple burglaries, arrested, booked, processed, and back out on the street within an hour. And this is what these situations are going to keep compounding. This is this is not change for the better. This is not. Balancing out an unequal system. This is enabling criminal behavior. And I, at this point, I really, I can't believe this isn't fucking deliberate. Because if somebody like me, some average fucking guy who's just sitting in front of his computer reading news stories, can see and put two and two together and go, well, gee, when there's no consequences for being a shithead, the shitheadery increases. And here are the statistics that fucking prove that. I really find it hard to believe that the people that are so supposedly in control of the situation don't know this is going to fucking happen. And honestly, I think it's deliberate. And I, I mean, going into tinfoil hat territory here, you know, get out your two-ply uh, aluminum foil because here, here comes one for you. It's deliberate because allowing criminals to have free reign and to not be punished and to live their shit lives demoralizes the law-abiding segment of the population and makes them much easier to control because they get so desperate and they are so fed up and just losing any hope and any kind of will to keep going on because of the way this shit is done, that they will accept any kind of fucking overreach in the name of stopping the fucking problem. So allowing this shit to compound and get worse and get worse and get worse when the people are actually clamoring to come, for you to come in and put your boot down on their own fucking neck just to stop the madness, I really think that's what these assholes are going for. And I think this is like pilot program shit. You see it in Chicago. You see it in, in New York. You see it in all over the place in fucking California. All these big dark blue states and dark blue cities where they're ha finally having to be held accountable for the shit they're doing, where they're finally facing the consequences of their sanctuary status, which is something else that is fa factoring into this crime, big significant uptick. I've talked about it the last couple of weeks, the inside migrants and the outside migrants. Well, here's another one. Brandon Johnson did this to very little fanfare, very little coverage. Signed a contract with a security firm for something like 29 or $30 million uh, to start the process of moving the migrants out of the police station because they're causing way too many fucking problems in the police station into more tent cities. And this uh, private security firm that they are uh, going through the, the deal with uh, they are already like at the center of another controversy uh, because they've been booked at different places ar around the country and they've been have there is, you know, complaints about how they're handling things. Uh, and this co this company has a contract with the state as well, not just with the city of Chicago. The city of Chicago for like thirty million dollars is one individual thing. The state has a like one hundred twenty five million dollar contract already signed as of last year with this company. 
Uh, I don't know how much they've actually paid them so far, but the company is Garda World Federal Services, and it's got a subsidiary, Aegis Defense Services. Uh, and they just, at the beginning of this month, set up this $30 million contract with the city to start handling the asylum seekers. And the problem is uh, they're already in it for a lot, the way they've handled it in a lot of other spots. And with this $30 million, they're going to be setting up like canvas uh, tents and shit like that to be housing all these migrants who are going to really, really start appreciating the Midwest very shortly because we're on the cusp of fall here. And I really don't think a bunch of people from tropical climates are going to react while the fucking 30 below temperatures with the wind chill because a lot of the Chicago, a lot of, there's like 46 sites that they've got picked out for these migrant facilities. And it's, uh, gonna be really bad because a lot of them have are like straight shots right off the lake and you get lake effect breeze lake effect snow it will drop that temperature down like a motherfucker i don't think these guys are going to react really well to it they're not acclimated to it they're not used to it and i think we're going to see a big uptake in them acting out because they don't think they should have to deal with that and in typical uh ultra liberal city fashion this is being questioned too because yeah it's you know a ridiculous amount of money although you know when you try and run it down how much they've actually paid out how much they're actually they claim the contracts are getting renegotiated and yada 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 this is the same organization that was responsible for all the migrants who were being housed in hotels in chicago for coordinating that and uh now theoretically all the migrants have been moved out of the hotels based on everything i've read but the humanitarian uh, services people are being pretty mum on how all of this is going to be handled. And some of the aldermen are complaining about the approach they're taking it, saying, oh, well, we don't think it's uh, right that we're using the same company that was willing to work for uh, DeSantis to move these people, which, of course, you got to name drop somebody from the other side as to why you don't trust these people. Plus, he's got reservations about sticking them in tents, um, saying instead they should be acquiring properties for shelters, all the vacant properties in the city. And you know, I, I, it's, yeah, they're they're trying to figure out short-term solutions, whereas some of these people are saying they want long-term solutions, which really doesn't address the actual problem of the massive influx of illegal immigration in this country. And I've said it before, I'll say it again, I'm not opposed to immigration. Without immigration, you get a fucking river dance. That's what you get when you get a culture that's been cut off from the rest of the world for, for generations. The people that don't move from the waist down, or from the waist up, I mean. But, yeah, it's if you want flavor, you want spice, you want variety, you need injections of other cultures, of other places, of other, you know, other DNA down to a genetic level. You can't just keep people completely out. But there's a right way and there's a wrong way to do it. And the way it's being done is not the right way. And the fact that the governors of the states that where these crossings are occurring are by and wide saying, well, you guys all wanted this, so we're going to ship them to you, um, I think is kind of justice. And it's, you know, making people actually face the consequences of things they claim to be proponents of, and they don't like it, and it's blowing up in their faces and backfiring. So it's not a good change that we are just allowing rampant, un unregulated border crossings into this country. And in a case of having to address the elephant in the room, the Biden administration has finally come out and addressed the fact that there is a migration problem in this country and that there is a crisis because it's starting to impact their constituents. It's actually starting to hit home in their big blue strongholds and people are getting fed up. 
when you have the city of New York actively calling to cancel their status as, as, as a sanctuary city, when you have the state of New York saying we cannot support the city's problems with these people, when you have all these deep blue strongholds that are saying, look, this shit doesn't work because we're actually having to answer for the policies we've championed, it doesn't reflect well. And the White House has gone into like control mode and, and reactive like, oh, no, it's not our fault. And I shit you not, despite the fact that all the open border policies have come directly from the White House, directly under the administration of whoever is running that place in the name of Joe Biden. They actively came out this weekend and said this is due to Republican problems. This The, the migration crisis is a Republican issue. That tells you exactly how these people think about the general population of this country. They think you are so fucking stupid that you will believe anything just because they're the ones saying it. Because there is literal documented evidence of them saying this is exactly what they were going to do. And as soon as it starts blowing up in their face, it's we need to blame the other guys. Now, I'm no fan of the Republicans either, and we're going to be talking about that very shortly here. But at the same time, this if you're not insulted by the fact that that's the way they want to treat you, like they want to treat you that you're that fucking stupid, then I don't know what to do to help you because you are really out of fucking touch at this point. If you are that deep in the Kool-Aid, you are that delusional that they, you will you know, be- believe the lies of states tell you and contrary to the evidence of your own fucking eyes, you're kind of a lost cause and you deserve what you get in this, in this situation. Download, subscribe, and listen to Whiskey Hill Podcast. We're the new show that doesn't hold back on today's ridiculousness. We're not on the right and we're not on the left. We call it the way we see it, and we're going to make you laugh while doing it. Throw in some great craft beer and you cannot lose. Download Whiskey Hill Podcast anywhere you enjoy listening. And check out whiskeyhillpod.com for more. Now to talk about something else that's a really just kind of sticking to my craw is uh there is we're a few days away and uh, when this episode comes out i believe it'll be five days away from the point where we will be facing a government shutdown if they don't pass the budget i for one am utterly indifferent to this i don't give a shit i think the biggest reason the government's afraid of having it itself shut down is a lot of people will realize how useless these fucks actually are how little we need them in our day-to-day lives the biggest thing, the biggest sticking point on the Republicans that are threatening this shutdown or refusing to pass a budget was one of the agreements they made to uh, confirm Kevin McCarthy as a speaker was that they would pass single-item budget resolutions. That hasn't happened. They've got another omnibus budget that needs to be passed to continue funding the federal government, and they're not voting on it, and they're refusing to vote on it. And... Frankly, I hope they toe the line. I hope they stay there because I think it would be great for the American people to realize how little these fucks actually do. Now, in something that really one of the sticking issues is they didn't want to pass any budgets that contained any more funding for the Ukraine. And the thing that's really pissing me off about this is the Pentagon has decided that even if the government shuts down, they will continue to fund the training distribution of troops and weapons and uh, the training of said Ukrainian troops in using American weapon systems for their conflict in the Ukraine with the Russians. 
which, yeah, so the government's going to shut down. I'm all tickled for that. I'm all for that. I really am. They're worthless. They're useless. We don't need them. Let them shut down. Who gives a fuck? But the fact that they're still going to keep sending more resources to the Ukraine just pisses me off so much. But uh, on the other hand, you know, that's more stones than I've seen out of most career politicians in the fact that the Freedom Caucus, as they've dubbed themselves out of the Republican Party, has decided they're going to hold McCarthy to the fucking fire because he's not keeping his promises. He hasn't fulfilled a single one of the agreements he made to get confirmed as the speaker. And realistically, they should be yanking him at this point. They should be saying, you know what, fucko, you're done, because you didn't keep your side of the deal, and it's time for you to fucking go. I mean, he's done a lot of grandstanding, a lot of posturing, a lot of posting on social media about his outrage at the Biden crime family and how Hunter should be this and that, and they're looking into the possibility of filing articles of impeachment for corruption against Joe Biden. And... You know, a lot of posturing, a lot of worthless grandstanding, trying to go so he can go, look, look what a firebrand I am. Look what a champion for the right I am. When realistically, he's doing fuck all. He's doing nothing. And as much as I bitch and complain about extreme leftist people and how fucking worthless and disconnected from reality, I think they are. You got to give them their credit. At least they will pull the fucking trigger. They and this is the same bunch of assholes who are talking about how their wa- Congress is wasting resources talking about impeaching Biden and all this other shit. These are the same assholes that went through four separate impeachment hearings on the Cheeto. I mean, like him or hate him, the guy, you got to admit, they were after him from the jump. They were through the door. They were trying to get him out of there. And they kept failing. The same assholes who assume we all have the you know retention of fucking goldfish because They're now out here stumping and saying, we can't believe you're wasting the resources to talk about investigating the president. This is you're doing this just for political theater and blah, 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 blah. These are the same assholes that were lauding the four go nowhere, do nothing impeachment attempts. It's utterly fucking ridiculous. And they don't they don't smell their own hypocrisy. They're so deep in this drinking the Kool-Aid mindset where. They don't see any kind of conflict or problem with their attitude of, we can't believe you're investigating a sitting president. Meanwhile, the sitting president has the DOJ actively trying to imprison his most significant political opposition at this point. Now, the fact that the Cheeto is the most significant political opposition at this point does not really make me happy in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, he's got his own cult. He's got his own following. He's got his own people that will he say he can do no wrong, too. He's also 77 fucking years old and not exactly in the best shape. Uh, his cognition seems to be a little bit better than Sleepy Joe's. Uh, yeah, the left loves to say, well, look at him. He's a fat piece of shit who's out driving around on a golf cart and he eats Big Macs. And look at Biden's out riding a bicycle and being healthy. Yeah, he still shakes hands with people that aren't there, wanders off, trails off in a conversation, speaks incoherently, and is there is somebody in the White House who's cutting him off mid-speech when he's starting to say shit he probably shouldn't because broadcasts are on a time delay. I don't know if you people think you're actually seeing live TV, but no, there's like a 30-second delay so they can hit that button. And time and time again, they shut him down in mid-sentence before it goes out to the public. So you really got a question. Yeah, he may be able to ride a bike. He may be able to walk farther than Trump can without losing his fucking breath. That does not make him automatically qualified to be the leader of the free world, and that does not make him a better candidate. They're both geriatric fucks. Anybody over the age of 65 should not be in fucking office. None of them. And I'm not just saying president. I'm saying all the way down the line to the fucking local fucking alderman. 
You hit 65, you're done, you're out, you are no longer relevant because you are not going to be long, around long enough to see the outcomes of your fuckery. And the fuckery machine just seems to be spooling up and getting ready and getting worse because they're starting to push the censorship and the attacking people who don't agree with them again. Uh, the federal government has asked for an injunction against the ruling by the courts that they cannot actively tell social media platforms what they can and cannot say, you know, pushing censorship, which is violates the First Amendment, telling people you can't say that or we'll have you deplatform because the government said so. Now, private platforms have the right to do whatever they want on their private platforms, but the government does not have a right to be advising them as to what they should believe in or what they should be pushing. And realistically, for the sake of free speech, there needs to be some kind of disclosure about this shit. The fact that they're trying to do it behind the scenes and backdoor the, the fucking system just proves how much of a problem it is. And they're doing that. And the people who are speaking out against it, the people that are going out and like not people like me that are speaking, but because nobody gives a shit about some guy that has, you know, um, tens of listeners that have, follow him every week. I'm I'm just another little asshole that they see as, you know, a gnat, another guy with a tinfoil hat and no real audience. But when you, you've got, like, the Joe Rogans, the Russell Brands, uh, the, the guy who made Sound of Freedom, and these all tie together, particularly the last two. I mean, Rogan, you know, they were trying to say he was taking horse medicine when he was talking about uh, taking ivermectin. Oh, and they were just, anytime he was saying anything against the jab, oh, they were trying to slaughter his reputation like it fucking owed him money. But the simple fact of the matter is he had too too much of a following. And like him or hate him, Rogan at least is kind of like a neutral platform. He'll have anybody on that he thinks could be interesting or that is going to bring something useful to the table. He brings on people he doesn't agree with, and he gives them a platform and a forum to say things. And he wants to expand his awareness and, and learn more shit. So he's got a little bit of a cushion built in there. And then you got like Russell Brand, who is in the act of being canceled and it's oddly enough Russell Brand I don't understand going after this guy because he and I've never really been a huge Russell Brand fan he always, I was always thought he was a little douchey and um oh yeah just an amendment I would like to make based on when I was referring to vaping as being kind of douchey um context matters uh if you're vaping and blowing your vape on somebody yes you're kind of douchey I do have a few listeners who do partake in vape, and I will say, if you're listening to me, you are omitted from the douchiness quotient that goes along with that. I still personally don't think, care for it. I, I've tried it a couple times. It's never really done anything for me. I'll take my nicotine injection system the old-fashioned way by smoking a cigar and uh, kicking back and enjoying it. Um, hey, you want, you want to suck on your little electronic thing? Rock and roll. You do you. As long as you're not being an asshole about it. Just like I'm not smoking a cigar in a crowded theater, don't you know? Be sitting a table over from me blowing that shit across, so I, I don't want to have to smell bubblegum bubble unicorn farts or whatever fucking juice you got in your in your little thing while I'm trying to enjoy my meal, you know. But anyway, um, where was I going? Oh yeah, Russell Brand. So he's always been kind of a d bag uh, in my book, kind of kind of scummy. Generally, you know, a little pretentious, a little self righteous. Went through a huge whore phase um, after I don't know if it was before or after he hooked up with Katy Perry, but. You know, he, he makes no secret that he was out there living his hedonistic best life, you know, doing all the th doing all the things, doing all the people he could and, you know, never really made an issue about it. He was never, you know, trying to do it off the grid. He was very upfront, like, this is who I am. You can love me or hate me. 
And a lot of people back in the day who were the same ones who would be singing his praises for living his truth and being all out there and putting it out there and being real are now trying to crucify him because conveniently enough, a few women have come forward and said, oh, no, he, you know, he, he, he raped me or it was non-consensual or he forced himself on me back in the day. Now, this is oddly enough, you waited nine or ten years to bring forward this information because now you feel like, oh, how, conveniently enough, as soon as he starts speaking out against Big Pharma and the war machine, now all of a sudden these accusations come forward. And then you have Western media trying to really do a, an axe job on this fucking guy saying, oh, well, one of the girls was 16 and it was inappropriate and da-da-da-da-da. You know, he's a pedophile. Well, no, he was in his 20s when this was going on, I believe. But more importantly, in the... England, where this was the case, 16 is the legal age of consent. I mean, you may feel some kind of way about it. I, you know, personally, I would never do that, but that's me. I'm a pretentious, sanctimonious, self-righteous asshole. By the terms of the society and the culture in which he was living, he did not do anything wrong. He did not do anything illegal. Yeah, it's skeevy. It's kind of creepy. I don't understand why somebody in their late 20s, early 30s would want anything to do with a 16-year-old. But that's me and my biases and my beliefs. I'm saying from a legal standpoint, they are trying to cancel him on unfounded accusations of instances that occurred. And the one they made chose to latch onto is not even technically a crime by focusing on her fucking age. Yes. Is a 30 year old taking advantage of a 16 year old skeevy and gross? Yes, it fucking is. I've said time and time again. Teenagers are not mentally well-formed. They should not be making life-altering decisions. They should not be making long-term decisions. I do not believe 16 should be an age of majority, period. But I also don't set the rules there, so it's not my place to say that is fucking wrong. He behaved in a legal manner within the boundaries of the context of the situation and the place he was living. That's it. Now, the other accusations with... No evidence, no proof, no no long, t- no previous statements prior to now that have come forward. Yeah, it's it stinks of being a fucking hatchet piece. And now uh, the the UK government has issued statements to uh, TikTok and Rumble and trying to get this man deplatformed, defunded, and take away. Now he's probably going to be fine. I'm pretty sure he's got enough money where he could just sit back and chill for the rest of his days. And if he was careful and smart with his money, he'll probably be fucking okay. He's not going to be homeless living under a fucking bridge somewhere. That being said, the fact that they were going and like full on a hatchet job trying to get him arrested. They're trying to have him defunded without any actual proof of these accusations. Just based on the accusations alone. YouTube has you know, pulled all his content. Uh, Rumble, last I heard, they are not pulling their content. They're like, that goes against the principles of why we founded this service. But now sponsors are pulling their ads off of Rumble, like uh, Burger King and, uh, God, who was the other one? Uh, HelloFresh. It was Burger King and HelloFresh. And part of me is wondering if these assholes are going to get the Bud Light treatment now. And, and again, that's another one of those things I really don't think it's. Yes, InBev, Anheuser has lost a ton of money, billions of dollars in income. But when you look at it, yes, Bud Light is no longer the number one beer in America. It's now Modelo, which is also owned by Anheuser InBev. So, you know, I mean, realistically, yeah, they, they proved something of a point by saying we're not going to buy this shit anymore. And Burger King may take a hit. Uh, HelloFresh, I, 
call me crazy, I don't see a huge percentage of the population that is on Rumble watching Russell Brand being HelloFresh customers. I just, it just doesn't, I mean, I could be wrong. I just don't see that particular demographic being a huge, you know, income source for HelloFresh. And again, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe a lot of conservatives were using their service and they're going to stop now because they are being anti-free speech and guilty before proven and yada, yada, yada. Me, I like picking out my own produce and my own food, so I've never used the service. I have no idea what it provides. I don't have no idea who it appeals to. It's not my thing. But it is what it is. And then I mentioned the guy who the story about Sound of Freedom is based on. And this is a, for your, if you're not aware, I'll give you the nickel version. Sound of Freedom was a movie that came out a little while back this year that exposed the child sex trafficking going on between like South America and the U.S. government and um, a bunch of other random shit. Um, I, I haven't seen it myself yet. A lot of people are saying I should see it. Uh, we don't do movies very often. I have to wait till it's uh, somewhere to be streamed before I can watch it. We don't go to the theaters. Um, just, you know, it's between our schedules and other reasons. We don't do it. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it myself. I'm sure it's very hard hitting based on what I heard, but now accusations have come out saying that the guy who was based on who was out there hunting children that were being sex trafficked. Now he's got like sexual assault charges being uh, again, over things that happened decade, uh, a decade plus ago. And, yeah, it it just reeks of another hatchet job of, like, oh, hey, this guy came out and told the story and exposed a bunch of, you know, a pedophile ring. Now we have to go after him and accuse him of sexual assault because he must be a bad guy. He said things that we don't want out in the mainstream. And even to the people that are completely invested in staying plugged into the fucking Matrix, it's got to seem a little off. It's got, you got, it, unless you're in full-on denial mode, you have to see this as, this fucking stinks on ice. Even if you don't want to admit it to the rest of the world, admit it to your fucking self and act accordingly. Use your fucking brain. Use your mind. Stop being just led around by the fucking nose. And speaking of uh, people being threatening and deplatformed and other stuff, uh, just to touch on it real quickly, there was a Ukrainian spokesperson who was a trans individual. Um, and I feel like that was probably part of the uh, qualifications to get the job in the first place that has uh, come out. And they were saying there were all kinds of, well, basically it was a lot of threats saying any news media that covered anything other than the party line was subject to being uh, held accountable for their actions, regardless of where they were. Basically came out and threatened a whole bunch of like American journalists and stuff for not repeating what they wanted to be heard. And, uh, yeah, once that information was made public and made to look very bad, yeah, the, the, that particular uh, individual lost her position. And I think that's uh, a good thing. Yeah. So what that tells you right now is only blatant and overt threatening and censorship is going to be dealt with. All the behind-the-scenes shit is still perfectly okay. So, if again, if you're keeping track, that means... They still think you should be controlled and manipulated. They just want to want you want want you to be manipulated subtly and from behind the scenes, not blatantly coming out right and saying if you do things we don't like, we'll kill you. Yeah, that's that's my takeaway from this. It's not that they did something because it was right. They did something because the motherfucker was clumsy about how they went about threatening people. You know, so and do with the, do with that what you will. And uh, anyway, that's. Uh, that's kind of pretty much everything I got 
uh, stacked up at the moment. Uh, you know, people are still stupid. They're still doing dumb shit. The left is doing everything in their power to cater to the Gen Z voters because uh, anybody with any real life experience is starting to see through their horse shit. And yet, somehow, they still manage to be keeping a tenuous grip on their power. The right is still a bunch of ineffectual shitheads who are realistically still part of the problem because, by and wide, it's a bunch of fucking ignorant-ass parasites. Left, right, you're all part of the same fucking turkey. You're all parasitic assholes who really don't do anything other than keep yourselves empowered and line your own pockets while trying to tell us all that they are there for us and they're the only thing that's going to save the country and save this and save that. Every time I hear somebody say, well, oh, this is a th- the biggest threat to our democracy. No, asshole. It's the biggest threat to your way of life. It's not a threat to democracy. People deciding they don't like what your agenda is and what they're pushing is not a threat to democracy. That's democracy working. It just happens to work against you because what you want is not in the best interests of the masses. So, yeah, you can take that threat to our democracy shit, turn it sideways, shove it up your ass, and keep pushing until it comes out your nose. Because I'm sick of hearing this shit. I'm sick of these assholes who think, their way is the truth, their way is the light, and their way is the only way that's acceptable, and everything else is a threat to the world, and it's going to be the downfall of the American way of life. And that's why the population needs to be disarmed, because they're not smart enough to take care of themselves. They have to live according to our values, because if they can defend themselves, we can't force them to do shit. That's why I have a problem with all these assholes out here using every fucking tragedy that comes along, every bad thing that happens, to start screaming, well, we need to take away the guns we need common sense gun laws we need this that we need that no you need to stop encouraging a mentality that creates victims that creates weakness and that makes people dependent entirely upon the government thinking that the government is there to save you is like thinking the fucking stripper loves you okay that's really not how the situation works pull your heads out of your collective asses i mean not you guys obviously you're listening to me Unless somebody turned you on to me because they think you need to be told to pull your head out of your ass. If that's the case, if you're one of these people, if something I said in this speech has really gotten under your craw and offended you, first off, feel free to try and reach out to me and tell me why you think I'm wrong. Explain to me what I am saying that is in error. I'm not an unreasonable person. I'm capable of having civil discourse with people whether I agree with them or not. I'm capable of having people I respect who I don't agree with on every matter because I am cognizant enough to realize I don't need to agree with someone on every single little fucking thing in life to still respect that individual, to still feel like that individual is a worthy human being and worthy of my time and my attention. So I'll give you the benefit of the doubt until you prove to me that you are too close-minded and fucking stupid to think beyond your preset definitions and saying your way is fucking right. Go ahead, call me up. Call me, leave a voicemail message, email me, reach out to me on the social media platforms. Try and tell me I'm wrong. I could use the cannon fodder, okay? Explain to me why it is that you think the only people who should be able to defend themselves are the parasites who live off of us and don't actually provide anything. Explain to me why it is you don't think society needs to be accountable for their own behaviors, why people shouldn't be getting, you know, mental help and and moral values instilled in their lives they should just be given permissive bullshit that tells them they're the victim and it's not their fault so when they go out and do terrible shitty things everybody who didn't do the shitty thing has to suffer because of it i don't understand this mentality try and make it make sense to me if you're that fucking good i will get out there and i will endorse you in anything you fucking do for going forward for the rest of your natural fucking life that's how confident i am that i don't think you're going to be able to do it because if you're leaning that direction you are either subject to a victim mentality, you don't want to take responsibility for things, 
I mean, I have generally no faith in my fellow man to other than people I know individually. I society as a whole, I think, is fucking stupid and easily manipulated and dangerous. It's like Tommy Lee Jones said in, in Men in Black: people are a person is smart. People are dumb, panicky animals. Yeah, that's a lot of truth in a very little package. So convince me I'm wrong and I should leave my defense and the defense of the people I care about in the hands of other people. Convince me that you don't need to accept responsibility for your own fucking actions and society needs to take the heat and take the blame and take the responsibility and do the fucking legwork because you can't live like a civilized human being. Explain to me how I'm wrong in thinking people need to be held accountable when when they do things that are morally repugnant and wrong, they shouldn't have to answer for what they've done. Explain to me why it is people are entitled to do whatever they fucking want without consequence, regardless of its impact on other people's lives. I've said it time and time again. When the only person your actions are impacting is you, I don't give a fuck what you do. The minute your actions start impacting other people's lives, you are out of fucking line. You are not justified to act without the consent of the people whose your actions are impacting. Period. The fucking end. It really shouldn't be that complicated. It shouldn't be something that people are getting out of joint over. It shouldn't be a it shouldn't be a point of fucking debate. Live your life, do what you want, take care of yourself as long as you're not hurting anybody else. It's not a complicated concept, and yet somehow motherfuckers will fight you tooth and nail because you said, "I don't care how you live your life, but you don't get to tell me how to live mine." It's it's the most egomaniacal, arrogant, selfish fucking mindset, and it's so fucking common these days. And the people in power know it, and they capitalize on it, and they use it to maintain their own power. None of them are your friends. None of them care about you. None of them give a shit about your best interests. They care about themselves, and they're willing to do whatever it takes because they're fucking sociopathic assholes who have no empathy for their fellow man. They only have empathy for the people they care about and their own bottom fucking line. Now, I don't have a lot of room to talk. I'm a bit of a sociopath myself because beyond the people I care about and the people that I have interpersonal relationships, no, I don't give a shit what happens. I mean, I don't want to see other people suffering, but at the same time, I am not going to prioritize someone else's health, well-being, and happiness over that, that of someone I care about or myself. No, I'm not responsible for their health, happiness, well-being, and personal happiness. I'm responsible for mine, and that's it. And for now, I guess that's what I had to say. Thanks for listening to another episode, guys. If you liked what you heard, leave a comment, leave a review, leave a rating. Go to IHadToSayItPodcast.com, sign up for the mailing list, interact with the show. Click the links, sign up for the Patreon, join the Discord. Come and interact, be a part of the show. Buy the merch, support your favorite creator, or support me. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Till next time.